0: Another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies the Podcast. Of course it's the podcast because you're listening to a podcast. We can't call it Give Me Back My Action Movies the Lego set because it's not. Charlie? Can we get a Lego see? set? Can ooh. Well, maybe. At least I mean, minifigs.
1: Can we get minifigs of ourselves?
0: We we do need minifigs. We need to get that those three D modeled uh figures that you can get of yourselves now. Like the um Oh, yeah, where they do, like, little
1: scans or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, the scans. You can get them for, like, D&D games and different things like that. We need those. There we go. I think those would be awesome.
1: That's the next big Christmas thing, I bet.
0: Uh, Give me back my network 3D-printed figs.
1: Yeah, we get it for all the shows.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, We can get
1: little 3D-printed peats.
0: Little peats, little sludges.
1: Get little tiny six-packs for him
0: yeah yeah we got we can get little sludges with a guitar uh we can get uh we can get um um... get little nates with
1: nickelback shirts on them (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) he busted it out early
0: well you mentioned nickelback or nickel nickelback nickelback what a dork anyway everyone thanks for listening to another episode of this rambling here uh it, it, for once you get an action movie episode the uh, horror movie uh group has been dropping six or seven episodes a week for the last week or, or and a half or so it seems like it ain't been that bad (laughs) i was looking at the i was looking at the whole stream uh the other day this week and i was like all right action 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 horror horror horror, action horror wait wait what happened it's like you guys are trying to catch up already well
1: we're trying to catch up and then you hit us with the double feature last time so you know there's two technically you know
0: i like doing that double feature though i I enjoyed that i
1: enjoyed that a lot i really did
0: Like I said in the episode, it was like going to uh, Blockbuster. You can get one new release or you can get two older movies for the same price. And that's what we did.
1: Yeah, I I think we're going to do that. And I'm probably going to steal it for the horror show, too. So, you know,
0: it'll happen. By the way, I I was in a uh, used game movie CD store earlier today. And they had a a VHS of uh, Terminator. Almost got you. What?
1: Always get the action movies on VHS, man. Especially (laughs) if it's like dirt cheap.
0: Yeah, I think it was like a buck or something. Oh,
1: Terminator's worth a dollar no matter what. That's yeah, Betamax. Sure it. Give it to me for a dollar. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> I had a buddy of mine as a kid who had a Betamax. His parents had a Betamax.
1: I think we rented one one time, and that was the last time I remember a Betamax. Everything was VHS after that.
0: A big, chunky bastard. Did, have you ever watched a Laserdisc?
1: I have I've never watched a Laserdisc.
0: I watched Star Trek Two on Laserdisc once. Uh, a buddy of mine's uh, uh, parents had one.
1: I've I've seen Laserdiscs. I've held Laserdiscs. I have never actually physically watched a movie on Laserdisc.
0: Yeah, and it was a uh, Laserdisc on one of those front projection TVs where you oh. had the red, blue, green shut up on the screen thing. Yeah, it was one of those. It was horrible. Oh, it had to be. It was the same people that uh, they were friends of mine. They lived like three doors away from me. I remember playing in their basement um around christmas and seeing delta force for the first time at their oh, house
1: that's a good christmas
0: because they had like hbo and we were in the basement playing uh with star Battlestar galactica toys
1: stars was playing uh delta force 2 today so i had that on in the shop yeah because <laughs> because you know uh today's veterans day too so uh, it is record, happy vets
0: as we record this happy veterans day but as this is being dropped this is our this Thanksgiving is our Thanksgiving episode. This is
1: our Thanksgiving episode. It's it's that now we're into these seasonal things. Now it's just going to be rapid fire,
0: exactly. And this is uh, so we we thought long and hard about kind of <laughs> well, okay, for us. Uh, we, we, when we started talking, about like, "What kind of Thanksgiving movie can we do?" And we went, "Uh, I don't know." Yeah, what
1: action Thanksgiving movie is there? I I got no clue.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything. So then we're thinking. Well, next of kin is about family. Yes, and Thanksgiving is about sort of family. Mostly for me, it's about gravy and and stuffing and turkey. But
1: well, for me, it's family. We we're, all the family gets yeah. together. So
0: this yeah, is a me, movie we about, try to, we try to avoid mine.
1: We do. That's why we adopted you. But um, yeah. true. This movie had family coming together, just not under the circumstances that are awesome, like Thanksgiving, but true. death.
0: True. and uh, well you know that uh, thanksgiving death same thing um so turkey dies dead turkey so i feel like i die after i eat sometimes yes so uh, this movie another reason uh, so charlie and i hadn't seen it except uh, i think charlie you were saying what you only seen it maybe once like on tbs as an edited version
1: dude i i seriously i had glimpses of remembrance during this thing and i'm like i feel like i've never seen it all the way through or I watched it edited and it would have had to been like the early days of like TBS, TNT on granny's cable. Cause she, they got cable before we did. So well, they were up
0: on the mountain. They could actually get it. <laughs>
1: exactly. So yeah, I, I had very faint memory of this movie, but I was like, I think I, I liked it. And we saw the pictures, we looked it up and I'm like, yeah, they got bow and arrows and crossbows and sawed off shotguns. I'm like, yeah, let's do this one.
0: And then we watched it. Yeah, and we both went. We went. Eh, uh oh. Um, <laughs> so there's action in it. There is. Uh, there. There's gunplay and there's some fight scenes and stuff, but it's a lot more drama and crime driven than yeah. action driven.
1: But not. It's really not heavy on any of those things. It's not like heavy right. drama. It's not heavy crime. It's not heavy thriller. It's not heavy action. It's just all of those things kind of sprinkled into it.
0: Yeah, so before you guys uh, bitch and complain that this isn't a full-on action movie, yeah, we know. We're well you aware. Te- you tell us another action Thanksgiving movie, okay? Try right. We'll save it for next Thanksgiving if oh, we remember. We to- next Thanksgiving. However, this movie did drum up a lot of nostalgia for charlie and i but not about the movie itself so charlie was born raised except for the time he was in columbus and i met him uh, and lives now in the far mountainous corner of virginia yeah near tennessee north carolina and kentucky yeah we call and that a- Appalachia. Appalachian the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I lived there for a year down there. As a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. my family, believe it or not, even though I don't sound like it necessarily, I do still say Warsh and taters. uh, My family is from that area, but of Kentucky on the Kentucky side of things. And I was raised in Kentucky until I was 18. So, um, so a lot of this movie is about a hillbilly family, and when I say hillbilly, I mean they're from the hills, they're from the mountains. This is not we, in the
1: derogatory term that no. some people try to spin this. This is true hill folk.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and so they come from the hills and mountains and coal mine country of Kentucky, which, like I said, Charlie's in the middle of basically because he's on the Virginia side.
1: I'm on the Virginia side, but Mom's family comes from that exact oh, yeah. area, almost well, I right li- where they were talking
0: about. When I lived down there, we would do a we we help build a house on top of a mountain. We had to drive to Kentucky to a, a plumbing house every once in a while to get uh, plumbing fitting. That's how
1: close to the line we are on yeah, the, on we the were, state line.
0: Right. Exactly. Uh matter of fact when I worked down when I lived down there, I worked for a local radio station covering high school football and we had a team from Kentucky come over yep. and the coach's last name was Collie. Yep. So I talked to him somehow we were related. Neither one of us knew how, obviously, but uh that's how close to Kentucky and the, the mountainous areas that the family from this movie takes place. Yep. So we talked a lot about before we went on air here about, uh, some of the fields of this movie and then also watching it. It's like this movie was perfect because we do action movies. We have a, 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 a rock action, you know, theme song, mm-hmm. but we like this. So I've, this, this movie is the musical is the movie version of this music. So, yes, if you haven't heard, that is a bluegrass version of Thunderstruck, which if you get a chance to look it up, I believe it's Steve and the Seagulls. Yeah, Steve and the Seagulls. Yeah, look that up. That's fun. I love that video. Hey, yeah, it, it's it's pretty good. So, Charlie, I want to go ahead and fire off the trailer. When we come back from the trailer, I want you to start talking a little bit about next of kin. You ready? I can do that. Is Detective Truman Gates. He's a country boy. We are gonna find Gerald's killer. But he's got some unfinished business in the city. Howdy. I want the man who pulled the trigger. I don't like this, Joy. The family killed his brother. A life for a life. mean Amen. Amen but they never counted on his next of kin. You mess with my brother, you mess with me. Settled us. Now. Anywhere we want! When these boys head for the city, someone oh better head for the hills. Yeah. We ain't seen bad yet, but it's coming. Next of kin.
1: See, even that trailer i would have been like i'm in i'm 100 in." yeah yeah <laughs> it's
0: coming yeah that uh the, to quote hank williams jr a country boy can survive is is Ooh. kind of the mantra of this particular movie man yeah so, it is
1: yeah it is
0: charlie do you want to try to give us a real quick little synopsis of it i mean yeah, i don't
1: it, it, well i don't have nate's three sentence synopsis but i think i can summarize this movie fairly quickly uh we have mountain boy uh patrick swayze who is playing uh truman gates he's a detective in chicago and we'll dig into that why that's a thing here later yeah but um he left left the left the mountains of kentucky to like a lot of us do and wanted something better so he becomes a a detective uh we find out his younger brother uh Gerald who played by Bill Paxton well i can't talk tonight bill
0: paxton no, that's all right take another drink out of that bottle
1: no uh, i'm fine i'm fine um yeah we should be drinking some pretty good stuff for this episode i'm telling you uh, uh yeah, is right. his younger brother followed him up there not doing as well S- loads up vending machines with cigarettes and all these other things at all these bars and we find out that the mob is trying to buy out this vending company um they end up killing Gerald which now Patrick Swayze has to take his brother home the family gets involved they all want blood they want the men responsible brought to justice and that don't mean by the law and Patrick Swayze plays a guy that he has to abide by the law he's a detective that's that's what he is supposed to do and he tries his hardest um until his older brother comes up to Chicago and causes all kinds of chaos. And older brother's played by Liam Neeson. And man, I love that character. He plays Briar. And um uh, and we'll we'll dig into that that character here in just a little bit too.
0: Yeah. So this movie, first of all, like I said, we we hadn't it came out in eighty nine. Rated R, uh, one hour, 48 minutes. The, let's see, let me scroll down here real quick. came out October 20th or uh, 22nd was the opening weekend, uh, 1989. So as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on launch day, we were real close to the uh, anniversary of this thing. Yeah, month off. Yeah, that's pretty good. Man. Um, The budget was an estimated $12 million gross worldwide 15 million 628 so made a few bucks yeah not bad the f- some of the filming locations were in chicago and hazard kentucky usa but the one thing about this movie because like you said neil of has seen it for a long time no look at the cast lineup for this this film
1: yeah i so let's just start at the top and go down and i mean there's no one here we're getting ready to say that we all don't know or haven't seen in a movie patrick swayze obviously as truman gates liam neeson as briar gates bill paxton as gerald gates all three brothers and you know what i I buy it i believe it when i see the movie yeah adam baldwin as joey one of the mobsters helen hunt is Patrick Swayze's wife, Jesse. Ben Stiller is Lawrence.
0: That's the one that really threw me off.
1: I was not expecting him in this. He plays the, the son of the Mafiosa boss who was played by Andreas Katsoulis. Um, again, one of those guys, when you see his face, you're like, Oh, I know him. He is this guy that just screams Italian mobster and stuff like that. Uh, a real small, like I don't want to say cameo because he was starting out his career, but Ted Levine is really small part at the very beginning of this. One of the hillbillies that uh Patrick Swayze has to talk down from the apartment.
0: Was was that the one that ended up uh uh stabbing the guy in the bar because they came after his wife or whatever and he went and got yeah. him out of the hotel? Yeah, he went yeah. and got okay. him.
1: Yeah, so that's Ted Levine. He was in the first Fast and the Furious.
0: Uh, Let's see. Ted Levine was in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the
1: Lambs. He was uh, Shutter
0: Island. Yeah. Buffalo Bill. Oh, he was General McGrath in uh, Wild Wild West.
1: So you had him. You had Michael J. Pollard. He's my favorite character in this movie.
0: Yes. I I love
1: that guy in here. So
0: he is, uh, you would know him from Scrooged yes and take on cash
1: yeah he was also in uh i come in peace his name was boner in that one it was like <laughs> that yeah of course yeah he fits that role perfectly but yeah this is a stacked cast this is stacked yeah. and yeah they probably all weren't the a-list actors that they are now but they the the magic was there. The cast in this movie is fantastic.
0: Yeah. So this, you know, and then, and then later on when, you know, the next of Ken do show up, it's a bunch of actors that, you know, you may have heard of, you may have not of, but it's a group of characters, you know, and like I said, from, you know, with Charlie being currently in the Hills and, you know, uh, me growing up there in Kentucky, these, all these family members we've we've seen them
1: <laughs> we've got family members just like this
0: yeah we we really do so this movie like Charlie was saying takes place um Gerald so so Patrick Swayze ends up in Chicago he left home and joined the army and ended up in airborne uh the, air, the airborne uh divisions of the army so he ends up in Chicago and becomes a cop. And that's how Gerald gets up there. But Gerald wants to go home. He doesn't like it. He wants to go back to the the mountains and the holler. Yeah. And before he can do it, he gets killed as Joey and the mob hit this truck.
1: Yeah. Which I want to, we'll talk about that later. It's probably my one thing I was a little irritated on trying to figure out in this movie. But
0: the other well, thing we, yeah.
1: well, I can do it now. So yeah, ahead. we have the, we have Joey. Uh, as the right hand man of the mob It's Adam yep. Baldwin right. He uh, he has to start taking around Ben Stiller's character Lawrence To teach him the family business
0: Because he's par- the son of the mob boss Papa John from a first marriage
1: Yeah so basically yeah. it's kind of like Hey I got a kid uh, I kind of just found out about So he's going to be next in line And obviously Joey's pissed off about that Because Joey's kind of yeah. made himself A nice little nest and so Joey and Lawrence Joey Lawrence. Huh. Uh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. They and t- these other guys in two different vehicles. So
0: so Joey Lawrence and Blossom and Carissa we... Six all show up and
1: see you got that reference. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I of like course, that. Yes. But what was bugging me was these these like top tier apparently mafiosa type characters are chasing down this box truck. That has one cigarette machine in it. Yes, and the one guy's yelling at uh, Bill Paxton to just pull over, give it, give it to him, just give it to him. Let's get. And Bill Paxton doesn't want to. He takes him on a chase. Kind of cool box truck. They're like trying to pit the box truck, and I'm like,
0: no, you're you're not going to pit a box no. truck. No, not even the, and like I, an 89 sedan.
1: I liked how believable that was because they were trying to crash into it, and that box truck wasn't moving. Um but he's like running away so he pisses Joey off he drags Bill Paxton into the back of this box truck and shoots him in the head with a freaking 50 caliber handgun and I'm like it's one one cigarette machine in there one like box truck that these guys are at first you're trying to figure out what are they doing in there they're you find out later that they're trying to take over this company of cigarettes and pinball Pinball machines machines. and these nickel and dime machines. Yet the mob boss Isabella is in like this posh mansion-esque kind of house. Right, He is respected by almost everyone in that area of Chicago. You tell he's like the head guy, maybe not quite a Don, but he's up there. But they're chasing down for a cigarette machine company.
0: Well, okay, so the, I would I I thought about that too, and I'm the only thing I can think of that kind of makes sense, and it's a stretch, and it's never alluded to in the movie. But maybe the vending machines are a good front for other things, like oh, we're going to go collect money and your collection money or we're going to go collect this money out of this pinball machine and put some coke in there so you can sell it out of your venue or something like i don't know something like that maybe it was it's a stretch it's the only
1: thing that i'm just like i don't get in this movie because there was one other thing me and dan straightened that out with a little bit of google foo um well, we'll, we can yeah we can dig into that in a second but i was just totally like confused as to why this mof- this high ranking mafia boss his left and right hand basically are doing this dirty work of knocking over a box truck with one cigarette machine in the back and they even what? say that the 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 business that had it all of a sudden called to have the machine taken away so it was a setup and i'm like right. for what what were you setting up
0: yeah, Because there
1: wasn't intending to kill Gerald. They didn't know no. Gerald from anyone.
0: No, they just wanted to, to pull him over, boost the money or whatever.
1: Yeah, the $50 that might be in that machine from cigarette sales back in 1988. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 That was the only thing that I really couldn't like stretch my brain around of. That's what we're going with. They took over a cigarette and pinball <laughs> warehouse stupid it i i just didn't buy it not for being mobsters i'm like eh, i don't like that
0: i do need to throw this out real quick I, I should have done it at the beginning of the episode and i forgot to do it i need to put out a trigger warning real quick on this pete at one time they shoot and kill a lot of pinball machines oh yeah i totally forgot about that So Pete, if you if
1: you watch this, if haven't seen this in a while, they, yeah, I should have done a body count of pinball machines. (laughs) I didn't even think of that because that would probably be higher than the actual body count.
0: Probably five or six pinball machines. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so they they kill pinball machines. Sorry, sorry, Pete. Yeah, so they they end up killing Gerald. He he brings Gerald home. And on a train whole, on a train and the whole time well, that's probably the only way you can get into town i've been oh. to towns like that oh yeah so they you know and the whole time gerald is only there to make enough money to go buy a coal mine truck because for those of you that aren't familiar which we i learned real quick when i moved to virginia huh. a lot of the coal mine trucks are either independent or small companies yep. that are independent contractors for the mines. They go to the mines, pick up a load of coal, take it to the processing area Yep, back and forth or dump it in a yard, whichever it's, it's you know, wherever, wherever that right. one's been sold to. So, and as you're driving on the routes down there that are privately used, you will be behind and see 972 coal trucks, on the way from your house in the morning to the job site in the morning yeah and then on the way home as well yeah that's our rush hour (laughs) so gerald is trying to save the money to buy a coal truck back home and then he's going to get the hell out of chicago and go back home because the older brother briar who's the oldest brother Wants him to come back home. He doesn't want him to be up there in the city. Don't like the city. I've been to the city. I don't like the city. Yeah. You know, kind of thing, and wants him to go back home. And and Gerald wants to go home too. Well, he, he misses his like family. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: You get this thing that Patrick Swayze's character was probably you know he went to the military. He's seen the world a little bit more than the others have, and he just had you know there's always that one in the family that has that itch that I got to get out. The got to no, he didn't drive Corvette.
0: No, that was a was, was a Trans Am. That was, was
1: a Camaro that, that oh, Patrick Camaro, Swayze right. drove. Uh, okay, right. Lawrence was... drove the Corvette. Oh, that mob crazy. boss kid, it's Ben Stiller. Is yes. that weird? The mob boss kid, Ben Stiller.
0: Yes, that yeah, Ben Zool- Stiller. Yeah, Zoolander was the mob boss kid. That was really weird. It was. Um, and so, so Swayze takes him back home they're down there he you know and makes enough amends with brier and the family essentially to you know be home for the for the funeral and everything else um this is really where the movie changed for me yes. and i think probably changed for you 100% because and for me specifically there's one scene where there, uh, Breyer picks him, um, his wife, um, uh, Helen Hunt's character, and Patrick Swayze up. They're in the pickup truck, driving down the road, and in the back is Gerald's casket. Yep. So, my grandfather, who primarily raised me most of my life, was born and raised in that area of Kentucky. And when he died when in 94. 95- We took him back home to bury him in the family cemetery. Mm -hmm. The problem was the family cemetery is on top of a hill, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like most of everything. Like most are down there. It's all hill. That's why we're hill folk. So the the I was there with my dad and my uncle and everyone else. And the the preacher comes over to us. The undertaker comes over to us, and he goes, "Hey, we got we got a slight problem. The hearse won't make it up the hill." So we're all like, okay, well, he goes, so the the boys that dug the hole have a nice new pickup truck. They're going to go down and wash real quick because it's all dirty and muddy. Mm-hmm. They can get him up the hill because it's a four-wheel drive. Do you mind putting the gas- casket in the back of the truck? And me and my dad and my uncle <laughs> looked at each other and said, hell no, we don't mind. He was a truck driver for 40 years. Put him in the back of a pickup truck one more time. <laughs> and there's a picture of of me and my dad and, and my uncle and Flowers and the casket in the back of a pickup truck get ready to go up the hill, uh, to, to lay my grandfather to rest. And you see this scene. And for me, even though I haven't been home, you know, you know, except for another funeral, um, even though I haven't been home in many years, you know, I, I left Kentucky and, and, and moved and, and, and been in a lot of different places. But as soon as I saw that, it it didn't matter anymore. I remember, you know uh, know, playing in the creek and and eating pawpaws off the tree and if you don't know what those are look those up yeah just Uh, google search that uh you know hearing your parents yell at you in the summertime to come in and you you know gravel roads and all this stuff i you know i instantly really hit me hard so so <laughs> like I I hadn't lived in Kentucky since ninety three
1: yeah something like that
0: something like that yeah so well I went back for a few years I went back in ninety six or seven seven I think and I was there until about two thousand one but that was it you know and it I tell you what that movie well, I saw that scene it just reminded me of that and just it hit me. It's not
1: often, you know, we talk about these movies and how much nostalgia we have for action movies cuz we grew up watching them, yeah, living them. This one has that totally different nostalgia of that was home. The the truck drive with the casket in the back, those roads they're driving down are roads we drove down. I still can drive down now. The everything you see in that movie I can take you just down the road here and you can see almost the exact same things.
0: Those Um, scenes were filmed in hazard.
1: Yeah. But I mean, this, it's not just in hazard, you know, Virginia has the same. Oh Lord. No. uh,
0: Type of thing. Yeah.
1: It's all, it's all, it's, it's a, that's the hill folk. That's Appalachian.
0: Actually. So the opening scene, when you see the little town, the little area that the family's from. Yeah. And you see it again later in the movie, I watched that and I went, that's Grundy.
1: Oh, it looks so much like the,
0: the, the tall road, the top road. And then below it was a little bit of a secondary road up under the hill there, the Ridge that reminded me of being in grunt, working out in Grundy there with you. Yeah. And, and I watched, and I'm just like, you see anywhere in that area, Mm -hmm. you see that scene because you're driving up hills and mountains and stuff off ridges. And you look down these ridges and you see scenes like this, there's a house right next to the house is a little house. And next to that house was an old barn. That's now a house that someone else lived in. And no, there's a trailer down at the bottom that the other brother lived. It, it's all it, that's real. That is it, 100% real.
1: It's real. And the thing is, you watch this movie and it's 1989 when it came out. Some of this stuff looks untouched from that time. It really does. And yeah. you know what? That's not a bad thing. You know, it's it's simple folk. You know, they, they live their life a certain way and I wouldn't change any of it. It's, it's home to me. Well, this hell. is
0: what, what year was that? When we worked out past Grundy, we were in, um, oh, hell, I don't remember you, now. You say
1: what year, but it was probably, you know, two, 2012
0: or 13. Twelve. Like what's that. the city out past Grundy there where we were out there on bridges early, early. Early Virginia, out looking at bridges to do a bridge job what we were doing, yep. And we were like, "Hey, is there anywhere? Is there a, a re, is there a, a restaurant we need to use a public restroom something like that?" They went, "No." Nope. We're like, "Isn't there a restaurant here or something like that?" There was one, burnt down, yep. And literally, we had to use the employee restaurant at Dollar General because they're everywhere, but there was no public restrooms. There was no public phones. There was no restaurants. No. There was nothing. There was a farm store that was not a branded farm store, like a farm and fleet or anything like that, nope. and a Dollar General. Yep. That was in a pole barn.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't one of those that's been built up lately. It's It was
0: nothing. And, and there, there's one way in and out of Hurley, <laughs> through a cut in the mountain. <laughs> literally. Yeah. It, dude. So, yeah, you see this in this movie, and you went, I know that where that is in real life right now.
1: Oh, a lot of people probably know it hit national news this year. It yeah, almost got washed away again, like really, really bad this time. Ugh, All those bridges that time. we were supposed to put that bid on for a lot of those bridges aren't there now.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. There's a lot of people that couldn't get out of their house in. No, people were
1: stranded because yeah. the bridges went was their driveway. We've digressed yeah. a lot here, but this Sorry, is, Well,
0: that's how this movie, it, but that's what this movie turned out to be.
1: So, it's, so I want to go and say like, for a lot of people, I'd say this is probably the part of the movie that I don't want to say would bore them, but a lot, this is the part of the movie that some people are just like probably waiting for it to go to end. Sure. And this sure. is the part of the movie that brought me back into it because like we said, it's not this blow em up action movie that this part of the movie stirred emotions for me and i appreciate how they did this movie yeah. to make it to make hillbilly not a derogatory term you
0: know joey and joey tries to, even jo- the mob boss does not no he always respect yeah there's, always there's, respect there's one scene in it and i i didn't download it because uh, of the f bomb in it yeah but uh, Joey says something like effing hillbillies and, uh, the mom boss says, I don't like it. He goes, all they do is plow rocks for a living. They're nothing. And he goes, that's funny. That's what they used to call us back and say about us back in Sicily. Yeah. So you know, he it, had a same level up. of respect.
1: Yeah. Same type yeah. of upbringing and, you know, history. So I appreciate a lot. Now this movie is very, 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 very dated. Okay, oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, when they depict the hillbillies, there are Confederate flags shown. They're on their sure. tags. There's they're everywhere. They still are. And, and it, we're yeah. not here to talk about politics or anything, but it is just hard. No,
0: so they bring the casket home and Briar, Liam Neeson's character is standing there. They're all all the the males yeah. of the family basically. The grandfather, his brother, cousins uncles they're all standing there but briar's standing there and he's got a suit on he probably owns one suit yeah the suit's there he's got the tie on and a worn ass hillbilly bill folded trucker hat yep and charlie and i were talking we're like we've seen that guy (laughs) i know i'm probably kin to the guy i mean yeah there's that's a legit thing sunday put your suit on. Wear your, you know, your, your, your ball cap to the church. Take it off before you go in. Yep. When you're done, you put it back on when you leave. That is a look in a lot of parts of this country still. And and I'm like, yep, that looks accurate.
1: He's, he's literally around this area. He looks like one of the Rastnik boys. That's
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, the, okay. So the one boy with the, the hound dogs and the bow and arrow.
1: Oh, the bleach the blonde, blonde haired kid. Hair
0: kid. He looked. Uh, he looked like meaner. He did look meaner. What do they call it? Toehead? Toehead. toehead. Yeah. To- toehead looked like. He looked like the meaner. He
1: looked like the drywaller meaner that Dan's best friend at the job.
0: <laughs> this this fella. I wish y'all could have been there with me for this guy. We're building this house. He comes up to me and he, "Hey man, you go here And I go, "I do what? Fishing?" I had to look at Charlie. Charlie goes fishing, and I went, "Oh, <laughs> fishing? Yeah, yeah." I go on fishing. He goes. Yeah, man. How you meaner? And I went, you do what? And he goes, meaner, man, meaner. You know, little fishies. And I went, minnows. And he goes, yeah, man, meaners. I like the little meaners. And I went, yep. This dude had glasses (laughs) broke, scotch taped together, still crooked as hell. Yep. Bleach blonde hair, and talked like that. But I tell you what, he could drive all his ass off.
1: That was the most <laughs> entertainment was watching Dan and him interact on this job. He come walking into one spot and he goes, "Hey man, you got a baker rack." Dan's like, "What? Hey man, buy a baker rack? What, Charlie? What is he saying?" I say, "He's asking for the baker's rack." What's a baker's rack? And it's the scaffolding that rolls around on wheels. And I'm like, "That's the baker's rack." Yeah, man, that's what I need. We're done with it. Go ahead. All oh, right, thank you. Dan's just like, I. I'm from Kentucky, and I couldn't decipher that at all.
0: <laughs> and It was great because every time we'd see my go, "Hey man, I'm hot," <laughs> and just walk away. And I went, "It's like a real life boomhauer. This is fantastic." Yep, yep. So there's yeah. a, there's so when you watch this movie, if you haven't seen it, and you see these characters, you're like, "Wow, these are some characters." Yeah, <laughs> they exist.
1: <laughs> they
0: are real.
1: I can life. introduce you to them today.
0: They are real, real life so well we've we've definitely diverged a little bit from talking about the movie, but actually, you know what that, that hey man, that's how this movie ended up being for me it was there was some cool action in it uh the end specifically, the movie's yeah. made well, I think it's filmed well, the music's good, and when you watch it, you go, eh, is this legit and it yeah it it's from my standpoint. You know, I was born in 76. I remember the 80s in Kentucky. Yes, that's, it's pretty accurate. And, you know, and then, you know, but the movie itself, like you said, it's, it's the feels of, home. for me, being a kid and being home. Yeah. It's kind home. of thing. So
1: I say we um, do a uh, commercial break real quick, we and then, then we can actually talk about the action part of this action movie.
0: Yeah. We will talk about that and we will explain why there's hillbillies in Chicago yeah
1: yeah let's do that
0: yeah all right Hanging with us we'll be back in just a minute welcome to the monster movie stop down where twice a month we review monster movies from all corners of the planet join me sludge and I was went to watch it the other night, and she's
1: like, why are you watching this? You can quote would movie line for line.
0: That's very accurate.
1: My co-host, Mark.
0: Don't ask me to, to do a stomp down on this, because it's zero. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> Ruben, what's your stomp down rate?
1: And our brother from Texas, Ruben. It, it, it's just, I'm like, wait a minute, they tricked me into watching this. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what, That's what I felt like. <laughs> As we give you the history, our review, and the stop-down rating of some of the best and worst monster movies around. Available through the Podbean app, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Amazon. Make sure and check us out on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each
1: month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy... Killboy (laughs) Lloyd Oh, that was pretty good! Thank you! (laughs) Dave... I have the weirdest boner. ...and Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I that up. <laughs> Let me try that again. As we drag Kathleen Hear me. Kicking and Screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly it's the beer's fault. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his times in the territories with PG-13 to his times in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major podcast formats.
0: All right, folks, we're back. Charlie.
1: I just have to say, you know, speaking of family, Jimmy is my cousin. He knows all the other people I know (laughs) and is related to the same people that I've been talking about.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's legit. We're not even joking. It's not a bit. It is legit. Charlie. Yeah. This movie, when he goes home and has it out, a little bit with, with uh, Briar. I'm going to play the clip and you can hear Patrick Swayze talking to Liam Neeson. Listen to Liam Neeson's accent. Yeah, I wouldn't want to leave these plush accommodations either. At least it's my place. I'm still on the land it sets on. can open the door in the middle of the night and take a piss on it if I want. Yeah. I was really worried of what his accent was going to be like for this mm-hmm. movie. It's not bad. No it's
1: not bad i like i like his i like how patrick Swayze's is more muddled you know it's there for certain things and then it's not so it means he hasn't been home in a while and i know a little bit about that getting the muddled mutt uh dialect to where i go to columbus and i look like anytime i talk people look at me really weird Calling tomatoes, maters, and potatoes, potatoes. Taters, yeah. And then after 10, 11 years, go home, and they're like, you sound funny. And well, now uh, I go back to Ohio, yeah. and they're like, you still sound funny. And like, now I just sound funny to everybody.
0: <laughs> well, that's what happened to me. I, I moved to Virginia, got a station at a, radio sta- at a radio station. Got a job at a radio station. Station at a radio station. I know, I like right? That. Got a job at a radio station. Station. <laughs> station. Ended up working the county fair did a a break with another guy who by the way was mr excitement i thanks for listening to us here at the russell county fair i mean mr excitement yeah. and i come in and do my thing and people walk up to me and go you talk funny where are you from and i'm like oh i uh northern kentucky cincinnati columbus ish really you sound funny i'm like well my family's from about an hour and a half that direction though honestly yeah well, why don't you sound like that well because so i've lived I in columbus Georgia. yeah <laughs> yeah now whereas if i go home or i go back down there i will start picking it up again it happens and then i get yelled at you know but uh i still say warsh and and, and taters and, Dude, there's and some stuff that will never things.
1: never leave your dialect my dad is from new york he's lived since 83
0: well since he got out of the army
1: well he got out of the army we did live down here a little while then they moved to new mexico when i was born for three years and then came back so yeah not quite 40 years dad's lived down here and he still kind of has a little bit of that new york upper new york not new york city
0: Dad your dad doesn't, sounds doesn't pretty know. hillbilly though
1: he does now but every once on in a while early. they'll still be like that that's not something a hillbilly would say you know dad still has some of that northern dialect every once in a while
0: the hillbilly and me came out at lunch day when i had a fried bologna sandwich and bean soup
1: yeah you made me hungry talking about that i was like man <laughs> you you went all in you went full immersion for this episode
0: i did i was i was looking at the menu and they the place is the little this little mom and pop joint they're named for Coney dogs and, and gyros. And and I looked at it and I went, I got fried bologna and bean soup. I'll have the fried bologna and bean soup, please. <laughs> and everyone else looked at me. I went what? And then there was this old guy in like a business, kind of like a soup mm-hmm. sitting there eating. He goes, well, I'm from West Virginia and I like bologna sandwiches I took her out there. I looked at her, I said, All right, buddy. Me and you go be all right. I think.
1: <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a nice thick slice of bologna fried up on bread, man.
0: It was good, too, man. I'll tell you. Anyway, let's get back into this movie here. Yeah, we're talking movie. about a, a movie
1: today. Yeah, I guess, kind
0: of. <laughs> hey, it's all our right, show, so, man. We can
1: talk about whatever we yeah, want.
0: I'll, I have the microphone and I will do whatever the hell I want to. That's right. So he goes home and everyone down there. Eye for an eye, ash to ashes, tooth for a tooth. You know, yep. and he keeps trying to tell them all, "Hey, look, the police have to handle this. I'm a cop. You, we can't do this. We, you know, you have to let them. We're going to figure it out. He's going to stand trial. It's going to be the right thing." And they're all like, "Yeah, it's going to be right thing. We're going to put a bullet in his ass and just yeah. take care of it. And just deal with it." So you know, go home. He goes. Home. So while he's down there still, though, the family, and this is real honest, the family treats Helen Hunt kind of as an outsider because, well, she is, even though she's married to to Gerald. They treat her a little bit like an outsider, even though she's, you know, they treat her nice, they treat her fine, you know, but it's, yeah, it's a little it's, bit of standoffness still.
1: It's the first time they've met her. You know, her yeah. and Patrick Soise obviously have been married for a little while, but he hasn't ever gone home. They are accepting of her, though. I have to say. It's it's, sure. It's how we are.
0: It still can.
1: Yeah. And I loved how Briar was kind of the first one to go up and talk to her about, thank you for how you treated Gerald, the younger brother, to make him feel at home in your home. I I love that because that's exactly what it would be like. Um, Look, the women of the area are always the not as talkative to the newer people. I don't want to say stranger, but she was essentially a stranger. Sure. And they're, you know, I won't ever say meek because most of them women could break you in half. If you looked at them cross-eyed.
0: Whoop the hell out of you.
1: They'd take a piece of kindling tea and break you, (laughs) (laughs) but it's their way. So it was never a form of, Offense to Helen Hunt, it was just kind of, and even Helen Hunt's a little bit like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I yeah, I'm yeah. fish out of water completely. Sure, yeah, but it was believable. So and that's where I'm going to yeah. come back into well, this yeah, going
0: absolutely
1: how well everyone did this movie. I was like, yeah, I I can introduce you to someone that kind of felt that same way. I'm married to her, you know, bringing her home the first time driving down the four lane and a truck come running up beside us because in the passing lane and somebody hanging out the window yelling, Hey, Charlie, and kept going. And Jackie's like, I, what, what was that? And I'm like, that's my cousin, Jared. That's legitimate hand to God. That's the first time Jackie met my cousin hanging out the passenger side of a pickup truck hollering in my name cuz he knew my truck <laughs> and that was Jackie was Helen Hunt at that moment right
0: there yeah it, you know but it, what broke the ice i think for him though is they you know some lady finally asked her like how did you meet and they're talking a little bit and she was like uh, you know they're like oh uh he says you play the fiddle and she's like yeah i teach violin so they send a little girl in the house and she brings out a fiddle and for violin and mm-hmm. Helen hunt plays it as a violin, even though it's tuned like a fiddle um, Two
1: two they, two different instruments. We need to let people that don't understand <laughs> that they are, they may look um, similar and I think could be played.
0: They're played the, similar
1: oppositely, but they are actually two different instruments.
0: And, and but she plays, but she plays classical time. violin on it and everyone in the holler can hear it. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You can and, hear everything in the holler. Oh yeah. But at the same time, it was different to them and it was foreign to them, but they appreciated it and they could appreciate that it was music and yeah. music is a common language. It didn't matter. They understood. She knew music. They know music. It was a, a understanding
1: it was a bonding um, moment it really it was. was it, yeah, I it was it. really good i did i i did like the part though where she goes how did you two meet and uh helen hunt goes on uh, church and all of the women went he went to church and she's like no he was investigating uh, a robbery and they are like yeah. oh oh, <laughs> oh okay,
0: so you yeah, know he's yeah, like
1: yeah. you know these are church god-fearing people and they were even like Truman went to church. <laughs> She's like, No, yeah. no, he was investigating a robbery. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, so even though it's it's a notch in the Bible belt, some of them, some people there still don't go to church. No, some people don't. But, you know, you could tell, though, that
1: this you know. was a God fearing part of the oh, family. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they had all that stuff. But, you know, God fearing yeah. yet will kill you when you mess with our kin.
0: Well, I mean, Old Testament's very vengeful. Yes, Eye for is. an eye, you know, so. Um, so he goes, they go home basically mm-hmm. at that point and Breyer is not satisfied with the fact that he's going to go up there and do the law. Breyer wants to go up there and take care of mountain things. justice. So he drives up and stays in the same hillbilly heaven hotel. Now this brings us to the point why in Chicago, is this taking place? Why is there a, Charlie was like, well, what's, why not? What's with little Kentucky being in Chicago? That's,
1: that's what I called it. I was like, I don't understand yeah. where little Kentucky came from in Chicago.
0: Right. We didn't either until we did some Googling and find out that Chicago was, is, and was a huge area of immigration from the south so we were looking and this comes uh courtesy of newcity.com and it talked about how uh for example in 1972 a lady named carol harris moved up her and her husband moved up from alabama and and started a, a a country bar and it goes on to say the hillbilly presence overlapped uptown, probably ranging from Sheridan, which is mentioned in this movie. Yes, it is. On the east side to Ashland, which is a part of Kentucky. Yes, probably it made is. it feel a little bit like home. On the west, uh, Addison, south to Foster on the north. They also had concentration in Lincoln Park, Lakeview, and uh, Bowmanville neighborhoods. In fact, records show that in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, as many as 400,000 African-Americans migrated to Chicago from the deep south, like Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia, and an estimated 70,000 whites also settled in Chicago after the Korean War. These migrants came from the Mid-South mountainous regions like North Carolina, Kentucky, Eastern Tennessee, and West Virginia. So, the area is known as Hillbilly Heaven, especially in 1988, when this movie is supposed to take place, basically, because it really happened.
1: Yeah, there was the, an actual place, yeah.
0: Yeah, the... This says that the neighborhood even had its own version of the Hatfields McCoys, which by the way, my grandmother on my mother's side is a McCoy. The Corns and the Tates would would fight each other. Um, you know, in that area. So when you see this, we were like, why in the hell is it Chicago? Because that's it happened. It
1: was legit. Um Yeah, one of the first interactions we see of Gerald, or not Gerald, but Truman, was he goes to talk down a guy that had stabbed someone in one of these little like flop house looking places and to talk him down. He starts talking about home in Kentucky. They're in Chicago, but he's talking about the mine that got shut down that the guy got laid off from. He's talking about the holler that he went hunting on. And the guy's like, I know exactly where you're talking. I know your people. I know all this stuff. And I'm sitting there going, I like, the interaction this is the part with uh, ted levine I, I really liked how he did this but i'm also going why is there a little kentucky in chicago it didn't make sense till dan looked that up and i'm like yeah this is legit this is like and it's weird because when i moved to columbus i ended up i was doing remodeling construction a lot of people i met when they would obviously hear my voice they were like where are you from and i'm like you know southwest virginia And they're like, oh, were you near Roanoke? And I'm like, I'm only like two hours from Roanoke. She goes, that's where my family's from. And -hmm. another person would be like, oh, we're from like War West Virginia. And I'm like, there's just this main artery that connects the southern Appalachia to these other not huge metropolitan like, you know, New York City or Washington, D.C. No, we went to like Cincinnati, Columbus, and apparently went to Chicago. And I had no idea.
0: I know it's pretty wild. We, uh, I was watching and we looked it up and I was like, holy, well, this movie's fairly accurate. That, and a lot and of honestly,
1: ours. it was one of my small complaints because I didn't understand it because I felt like they put it in Chicago because of the mob aspect of it. I was like, okay, so they needed the mob, so put it in Chicago. That's just kind of like that. That was very stereotyping. I thought they were doing, but in sure, all reality, right. they did their homework. They were like, this is a legitimate thing that could have happened you know from you know kentucky to chicago yeah i learned something
0: hey you know when gerald gets up there too he's got his shotguns and he's got his pistol and stuff and briar rather sir thank you uh he gets up there with a shotgun his pistols and and he infiltrates this this vending machine company trying to find you know where his who killed his brother he knew his brother worked for this company yep. and he was trying to find answers and that's when he murdered all the uh the, the pinball machines sorry pete uh you know so he's causing all kinds of uh of racket and hell and the next day you know that's when patrick swayze's character shows up and he's like He's like, well, see y'all met my brother Briar. <laughs> and, I like he, that. He, he knew what was going on at that point. He's, he knew he was coming, you know, he's
1: grinning like a Cheshire cat when he walks in there and you're just like, yeah, he knows Briar's in town. And yeah. I really, really love that whole interaction. Cause he's just very like, well, it looks awful bad. And he goes, I hear you don't want to press charges. No, no, we'll take care of it. Oh, you'll take care of my brother. Well, we didn't say it was your brother. And then the dum-dum character of the mob guys, who I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I told them because they asked me who did it. And I was like, oh my
0: God. Yeah. <laughs> so he's up there now trying to, to to figure it out. And they, you know. And look, they know who did it. They, yeah. Truman they just has to
1: prove it. Right. Even though he knows pretty much that joey was the trigger man right he finds out that lawrence though was in the truck when joey killed gerald so there's also throughout this whole thing there's butting heads of joey and lawrence the mob guys and you get the feeling that joey's gonna screw over lawrence pretty soon and he ends up doing it i thought that was actually pretty freaking brutal for the way the movie was going. Yeah. i was impressed
0: they so um yeah they they break into where briar stand take his his shotgun that he had up in front of the the floorboards mm-hmm. and they go out with lawrence and joey kills him and burns him alive or, you know burns him down and all also oh, sets yeah. on fire and everything but leaves some of the shotgun shells and the back of the shotgun shell where the primer is says like Ashland, Kentucky or something on it. And I it's didn't like, understand that either. I don't I think guess there was, they're supposed to be made at a, a bullet manufacturer shotgun, manuf- uh, you know, shell manufacturing company from Kentucky, which I guess would make sense that they would get shells locally that way or whatever. But it was, it was a MacGuffin for sure totally to just was. prove that, Oh, and they're telling, you know, Papa John, uh, the main mob boss. And he's like, "Yeah, they call him Papa John. And he's like, kill him, kill him, kill him with a large pepperoni with extra cheese. And so and then Shaq's like, this is my shakaroni," And I went, what the it's f- going on now? Um, so but at the whole time, like Patrick Swayze knows what's going on. He knows Papa John is responsible for all this because he just bought the company. So he goes and has a talk with him. He's like, Hey, what, you know, this is what's happening. Da, da, da. And Papa John, he's making, you know, sauce and noodles and stuff.
1: He's doing exactly what you think. You know, the yeah, Italian Americans, yeah. hey,
0: spaghetti, you he, know, he
1: goes he's, into a room with a bunch of guys playing poker, but there's no money on the table, a boxing gym, a boxing gym. And, uh, you know, Isabella, his last name, Papa John is back there in an apron and all this other stuff, you know, carrying plates. But you know, he apparently he's the guy that knows how to cook the good, you know, like the little caterpillar robot from Runaway. Nah, no, the Gabagoo. The, the Gabagoo. We got to get the salsa just right. Mwah. <laughs> Sorry, it was in
0: the movie. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. So, he uh this this is a little clip here. After he's been talking to him, and it's it's this is a bad This is a pretty hard ass clip. Hey Gates, truly sorry about your brother. Too bad. Oh no, sir. We ain't seen bad yet, but it's
1: coming. (laughs) He gives him that like sly look, and we already know what's coming. You know, hell's hell's coming from the hills, and yeah they're bringing everything they got, but I, I did like the, the, the interaction between the two of them. And like we talked about earlier, even though he's kind of accusing him of calling for this hit or whatever, there's still a level of respect between the two of them. And that's yeah. actually important yeah. as the movie goes on as well. Um, which isn't much longer. We got to dive into this. Uh, sure. Sure. Briar well, comes in and causes yeah. a bunch of chaos. They, they frame him. Uh, Truman has to like now find Briar and almost kind of like patch things up between the two of them. Cause they've been butting head since he got into Chicago because of the lack of work that he thinks Truman's not doing. And he takes him home. So he stays there with Jesse and ends up leaving him there the next morning to go out. And I think that's when he does the interview with. Um, yeah, I
0: think so with Papa John. Papa John. Yeah.
1: So he, Breyer, he, interviews,
0: with, he interviews with Papa John, trying to get a job as yeah. a driver.
1: And so Briar leaves and basically goes on go out on his own to take everything down.
0: Um, Hillbilly Punisher style.
1: Hillbilly Punisher style. That's actually really I like that. Um, as it comes through in the around the middle of this is when. Uh, Lawrence gets killed by Joey and Papa John gets pissed off uh, no holds barred
0: so no more Joey Lawrence
1: nope just just Joey, Lo- Joey- so, Lawrence is dead
0: no more Joey Lawrence and now Papa John's is pissed
1: Papa John's is mad man real mm. mad Um, <laughs> is they mad yeah real, real mad. mad and then were you confused no. with what they did to Maybe Helen Hunt's character once he like says, go after Briar and all of them. I, because I was really confused why they bothered. They, he sent Joey. She comes outside and he throws what she calls paint, but I swear it looked like tomato sauce. I totally thought it was tomato sauce. Okay.
0: So, okay. So I understand they're probably trying to send a message or something, but, it was Yeah, it was pretty dumb. It was. Uh it was it was pretty dumb. And uh how'd they know where he lived?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. And it's and Joey she turns around, he throws this like plastic cup of red stuff and look I thought it was pizza sauce. She said That's she thought, thought it yeah. was paint. And he goes basically Papa John says hi and and she went, but I'm a Domino's person. Exactly. It was the uh, Pizza Wars. I, I, I think it was just to get Truman riled up, but I was like, it just made no sense. Uh, it, because it what they do is dumb. they they go after Breyer. And that's really what sent Truman off. Not so much that they threw paint in his wife's eye, that right. it was they went. You know, and end up kind of killing his his brother here in a yeah.
0: little bit. Yeah, yeah. So Briar goes to the the he goes to the 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 vending company, but there, it's a setup. Again. They're waiting on him. Yeah, again, they're waiting on him this time, and he takes a couple of them out, but in the process, they kill him. Now, before he left, he had kind of befriended the My guy, favorite who, his favorite character, the guy that runs the flop house, Frank. Not Frank, Harold. That's Harold, man, Harold, Harold. And they end up and he tells Harold, he goes, here's a number. If anything happens to me, call this number and tell them what happens. Yeah. Which happens to be an actual Kentucky phone number. It was not a, legit, not a five, five, five number. It's a, it's legit, a legit, southern, legit, still active South, Kentucky s- number. Southeastern Kentucky number. Um, we should call him, put him on the show. Um, he, uh, so he goes, he does all this stuff and he gets killed. Harold sees on the news and he makes the phone call and yep. they pick up at the little country store. It
1: was the general store,
0: little general store there. And he picks up and he's like, Hey, I'm a friend of Brian. he told me to call you? If something goes wrong and tells him and he's like, and the old, the old boy down there, he goes, all right, thanks friend. Hangs up. The next scene you see basically is uh. they're loading shotguns, bows and arrows, the wives are making sandwiches and thermoses of coffee and the grandfather's sitting there just going, all right, gotta be with you boys. Gotta be with yep. you boys. And he's, they're loading he's, up. He's the, blessing the family them all. family is loading up. And I care of love,
1: <laughs> love, love, love the snake man.
0: The snake man. You gotta be a cousin.
1: The snake man has to be a cousin <laughs> or just somebody they met and I love that they're all getting ready to load up and he goes I got plenty of room in mine and everyone's like hell no
0: no yeah, hell no, no.
1: cuz he's driving a school bus full of snakes
0: full of snakes
1: full yeah. of snakes yes so that's my second favorite character in this Oh movie. yeah
0: so now they <laughs> are headed to Chicago while all this is happening oh. while this is happening now uh, Gerald Finds out what happens with Breyer. Gerald's dead. Damn it. I keep doing that. Patrick Swayze. Truman. Truman. He finds out he's dead. Hands his boss his badge and says something about like, you know, like, you know, oh, I'm just going, you know, we're, he goes full country.
1: Yeah. And essentially his captain's like on his side. Like, I know it's a setup He goes I know your brother didn't actually kill the, the Lawrence kid. He goes, I get it. We just can't. F and prove it and patrick swayze is just kind of like well you know that means that the law can't help anymore and he hands it in his badge
0: right and so at this point now they're they, they set up for the showdown in the cemetery between joey joey's little goon squad yeah and 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 patrick swayze now unbeknownst to joey though one of the goon squad has now been bugged by Papa John's Consigliere. Yes, his right oh, good, hand. Good use of that.
1: Yeah, like that? I did. I, I was expecting you to say like attorney or something, but Consigliere many, is the correct. How many uh,
0: how many alleyhogs do I get for Consigliere? I think
1: that should get one alleyong on its <laughs> own
0: right there. So, so he because he knows Joey's a prick. So he. Oh he, yeah. Um, he he gets him, he gets Joey talking about how he killed Lawrence. You know, Lawrence. I didn't want to say Joey. I didn't want to say Lawrence. Right? Say anyway.
1: Joey Lawrence.
0: Joey Lawrence. Whoa. So he, he gets out on tape and, uh, you know, and he's like, okay, I got, I've got the proof now. I'm going to nail this little proof yeah. to the wall. And they take it to Papa John. They take it to Papa John. So during the cemetery fight scene now, there's machine guns, there's shotguns. There's pistols, bows and arrows, bows and arrows, and crossbows,
1: and a crossbow, and then in a little bit, a couple more weapons.
0: Yes. So, uh, so Patrick Spacey's there fighting them all by himself, hiding behind tombstones and yep. this and that, and shotgunning people and bow and arrowing people, and he finally gets to the point where he 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 gets kills hit a way. guy, but a guy, yes, yeah, he's falling. He does the '80s. Oh, I'm still going to shoot you, you know, thing. Yeah, the gun kept going off as he <laughs> fell. Yeah. Hits him in the leg, so now he he hobbles off to behind a tombstone, grabs his bow and his crossbow, and at this point he's pretty well screwed. He's behind a tombstone; they're starting to close in on him, and then all of a sudden you hear start hearing you know whistling and bird calls and
1: bird calls and dog hollers, uh, the cat meow. I was trying to figure out the
0: cat meow, (laughs) and and at that point he turns around, and looks, and smiles because he knows his family's there. That's all. The, the next there. of kin has arrived and they all start shooting shotguns and everything else. And they get up to him and he's like, well, I'm, I'm happy to see you all. And then all hell breaks loose because now they're, now the, 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 the mobsters are getting shot with shotguns and throwing axes. Yeah. And, one dude oh, catches uh, it in the chest blue, with a hatchet. It was great. Two Blue tick, uh, uh, hound dogs are chasing the one guy up a tree. I love uh, that. You know, so the one guy gets stuck in the snake man's bus with all the snakes, Harold, Harold, got, Harold's there with them at this point.
1: They stopped at the flop house and they go to Harold and they're oh, like, yeah, are you Harold? He's like, yeah. And the next thing you see is Harold riding in the snake man's bus with a I grin on his mind. face. Yeah. And he is here during the shootout and I couldn't be happier. I was yeah. so tickled that Harold was involved.
0: It was so good. It so made good. me so happy.
1: Oh. I loved it. That gets an alley on on its own.
0: They're all fighting there at that point And, uh, and basically Joey now is, is squared off against Truman and, and they end up getting toe jam or what the hell that one k- meaner's name was. What was that kid's name again? I don't remember no, his name, but toe it was the toe headed
1: kid. Yeah. That means blonde, name. not anything derogatory.
0: So uh, yeah, they, uh, they grab meaner. And <laughs> so they're going to kill him. If, if, if Patrick Swayze, doesn't chill out. Yeah. So he chills out and then Papa John shows up with his boys finally. And Papa John's like, all right, uh, Joey, get away from him. And Joey walks away and Papa John's like, all right, we're going to end this. And then he goes, this is for my son and blah, 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 blah. And shoots Adam Baldwin, who, uh, animal mother kills animal mother real quick from full metal jacket.
1: Yeah. Just as he turns (laughs) to look at him, like, and then realize, Oh, I'm about to die. Yeah. I was like that.
0: Boy, I'm left. So he shoots him. And then after all that, they show a scene where him and, and Patrick Swayze together. And he was like, Hey, he goes, "I, I, I really am sorry about your brothers. Um, there, you know there's this is over our between families. our families yeah our families are done right and he goes yes sir they are and he hands him back
1: a Gerald's pocket knife. knife yeah gerald had joey goes, took it believe, from gerald
0: yeah and he goes i believe this is yours and he grabs it and goes yes sir our families are you know we're good at that point essentially yep and then patrick swayze he he quits the police department and him and helen hunt run off to have some baby that was a side story in the movie yeah, she ends up pregnant, and that, yeah.
1: And other than he gets to tell Briar he's going to be an uncle. It was kind of that brother bonding moment to get them back together a little bit. You know, that's well, really also all also talking about how
0: they beat the shit out of each other a couple of times.
1: I did like that, too, because, you know, <laughs> that's what brothers did and beat the hell out of each other.
0: So, and then Patrick Swayze obviously shot in the leg. Ready? Yes. And, you know... Uh, and, that, and that's pretty much, that's it. That,
1: that's the end of the movie. That's pretty much next to Ken, right? It really is. And yeah, we've kind of droned on about a lot of stuff that wasn't next of Ken, but more our Ken. Well, but you know, that's what happened in this movie. It dredged all that up.
0: Well, that's the thing. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking about the movies. We're not talking. I mean, movies are supposed to means something to you a lot of times yeah. i mean there's popcorn movies where you just turn off your brain and you watch hey he's shooting that guy with a machine machete or whatever yeah machine so machete you, i like that. can we like make that?
1: that i want to see yeah. the machine machete
0: yeah you can probably make one like a
1: gatling gun that shoots out machetes
0: yeah have the old man make one probably there we go of the back a pickup truck
1: no but so, even even those type of movies are stirring an enjoyment they're stirring they some yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of sure. thing And this one, yeah, on the outside, I would be like, yeah, this this ain't even close to an action movie based on what we call action movies that we would normally review. Sure, sure. And I can even say that I'm sure a lot of people are going to, you know, if you take our recommendation to watch this and they go, yeah, I I see what you're talking about, but I have no connection to that. And it's like, I get it. Because guess what? You didn't grow up in that. You probably have no... What I think the biggest thing to take away from what me and Dan were just talking about is what you see in this movie is a true actual interpretation of a lifestyle that still lived in this country and while we're looked at sometimes as the dumb or the uneducated that's the stereotypes I talk about that they did not do in this movie and I was thankful for but I take you know, I take. Uh, uh I don't like it when people think about that part of our part of the country like that.
0: You take offense.
1: Offense. I don't know why that word didn't want to come. It's well,
0: because you're a dumb hillbilly.
1: <laughs> um, oh,
0: <you laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <Burned it. laughs> but you know, you're right. It's like I look this like movie... yeah, yeah. Good job, there, Joey. Whoa. Uh, this movie was. I mean, it's a good movie. It, it was made well. It was filmed well. The action sequences are good. I,
1: I I liked it. There was I think the hatchet was the one thing that was a little goofy to me because it uh, yeah, was just well, it was one of those but, like but oh it's in
0: me yeah they, yeah I mean it's so you know good flick like the flick
1: oh solid movie I will watch this again. This is probably yeah. going to be one. A I, I watched it on um, Amazon, so it was a pretty clean cut.
0: Yeah, I ran it on Amazon. I had to yeah. rent it. There, yeah. it I,
1: I don't know where it was elsewhere. But uh, nowhere. It was, It was. It, I think it still kind of suffered from the bit too polished at parts, especially when they tried <sighs> to do the dreary parts of uh, Chicago. Now, how it was lit up See, in the I, Appalachia,
0: I, on, I was like. I watched it on my computer screen. You watched it on a big TV.
1: There is a difference on that, too. Yeah, yeah. But I was still pretty happy with the transfer it yeah. looked good they didn't yep. over polish it just in some things get lit weird um i i i would recommend to anyone to watch i would recommend anyone that is curious about that lifestyle or even just a a glimpse this was a pretty accurate depiction of life there you know yeah, in the and, hills
0: and and for some reason you got a, a murder boner against pinball machines watch this for that too
1: absolutely if you love absolute chaos against uh pinball machines i'm really regretting i should have done a body count of that because like you could see the titles and everything oh, of yeah. the pinball machine so pete's probably gonna be like that's rare now
0: and if you want to hear Qui-Gon jen talk about taking a piss outside you can do that too yep, yep.
1: I that happened as well it did we had the drop for that one
0: hey i played that you did I know it was good. Do you uh, you want to do the body count? You yeah, ready? I, I, I I did it too early the one episode, so I'm i to We sure. well,
1: uh we we've, we've talked about the movie now, so I think we can do the body count. You ready? I'm ready.
0: Yeah. Body count. Body. All right, Charlie, what is the body count of next again?
1: I want to say I think there's a missed opportunity. We should have kept the gunfire and then just had like Liam Neeson and Patrick Swayze saying, yes, sir, and yep,
0: yeah, yes, yeah, sir, it, and yep, yeah.
1: <laughs> with the music still going behind.
0: Oh, <laughs> sure, yeah, that would have been good, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, we have uh, a body count, and again, with an asterisk,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: official – The
0: world famous Give Me Back My Action Movie asterisk.
1: The official count comes to twelve. But I wanna subtract it down to eleven because we don't actually see the guy die in the snake bus. He goes in, sure, gets scared, but it's not like he falls down. It's not like there's cobras. It's boa constrictors, garter snakes, you know.
0: Might be a couple water moxins in there.
1: Maybe some copperheads, stuff like that. But
0: which are poisonous.
1: They are. I've killed Boy, a few of them. um but we don't actually see anything happen we just see uh harold looking through the window grinning like an idiot because he's involved um but the official count is 12 if we count that guy as getting killed or 11 when they all go hey don't forget what's his face he's stuck in the bus over there <laughs> yeah. we gotta get him out
0: and, and probably seven pinball machines and one uh cigarette vending machine
1: At least once and a water cooler
0: and a water. cooler. He blows that
1: water cooler up and I love how they cut it because the way they edit it, he shot it above Joey's head and then they cut to Joey. And I'm swear there was somebody above him dumping a five gallon bucket of water on his head for
0: sure.
1: I was just like, that was so funny. I liked it.
0: And he shot a bunch of Chinese food too.
1: He hates Chinese food. (laughs) I was
0: such. That was pretty funny. oh all right well we did the we did the body count we talked about it you want to do the alley you want to go right into that
1: yeah i mean i'm sitting here thinking like we've actually covered this movie especially for as we've digressed yeah i think we're ready to do the alley Al ongs
0: Love it, yeah, it's pretty
1: good. I, like I love it. It's pretty good. So we we All alternated right. last time we when it did our yeah, double feature. So I
0: don't know whose turn it is. Go ahead.
1: I say I still live in the hills, so I'll. Yes, yeah, so you
0: get to go first. There you go.
1: So, I uh, I think I'm going to be like you. I think we're going to have an unusual take on this movie. If I have to rate this as just an action movie, like the show is about, um. It's like a five and a half or a six. I'll give it a six because there was some stuff I really, really liked on it. Add in all the emotion of the movie itself and how well the movie is done and the emotion it stirred for me. It's like a seven and a half if I add all that together. Um, So action movie six. Movie, I would recommend seven and a half. It's a little weird, but I feel like this one,
0: yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
1: I have to divide that because your normal run of the mill guy is not gonna have the same kind of emotion we have to this movie,
0: yeah yeah, it's an asterisk on this one it's it's it, an as asterisk as episode asterisk episode this is the asterisk episode the the movie was filmed well it was it was made good it it made good <laughs> um it was made well. I, I enjoyed the movie. It is not a traditional '80s action film, no. by any stretch of the imagination. It's really not. Um, there's some good gunplay in it.
1: The last and, ten minutes is your you know, action movie.
0: There's a there's a, a a train chase scene, pretty cool.
1: That was actually kind of cool.
0: So, you know, yeah, I'm gonna give it four and a half five action movie. So it's not a great I, action movie. No, it's it, fair. It's, yeah, I, yeah, but again, like you said, this movie felt home. Yes, it. If I, I felt it. You know, um, uh, yeah. yeah. I felt it. Right, now I gotta get. I gotta get. You know, my better half to make some cornbread now and some beans and stuff. Dials. Um, i want to give it a seven yep. as an overall film. Something I enjoyed quite a bit. Glad we watched it. We want uh, you to watch it if you have oh, not.
1: Um, this gets uh, high remarks for must for everyone should watch this movie. Yes, we and, know not everyone's going to like it like we did though. We get oh, sure, that, of but it is a good movie.
0: Now, at one time, Helen Hunt plays the violin, obviously. And Patrick Swayze's running around with her shirt on because he's getting ready to get him some. But he starts playing her violin like a fiddle. And he plays a rendition of the Orange Blossom special. That's Orange Blossom. The Orange Blossom Special by Flats and Scruggs. Mm -hmm. And as we finish up this episode, this was our Thanksgiving episode. I want to give thanks to all of you that listen to this show and interact with us on Facebook and all their socials. Years ago, I went to school to be a radio broadcaster um, I now plunge toilets and change smoke detector batteries for a living, but...
1: He doesn't plunge that many toilets. Don't let him <laughs> pull you like that.
0: <laughs> Too many. So, first of all, if you're an adult, plunge your own toilet. Second of all, <laughs> Charlie and I, I wanted to do a podcast for a while, because I wanted, I still loved broadcasting, and I wanted to do something. And Charlie had started the Action uh, uh, Facebook group, and we decided to do this podcast, not knowing if anyone would listen to it, wondering if two or three of our friends would listen to it. Yep. And so far, the response has been surprising.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And quite encouraging. And I want to personally thank every one of you who have listened, have responded on the groups, on the socials, have recommended it, have told anyone else if you've been on the show, if you've recommended a, a topic for us or a movie for us, I just want to say thank you because I still get to do something that I really love and enjoy doing. And that's the audio broadcasting of some sorts.
1: Even if he doesn't always like the movies I pick.
0: Yeah, some of them are dog shit.
1: Although some of, the,
0: some of them are a two,
1: No um to Danka uh <laughs> inside joke from some of our feedback
0: so again i want to thank you guys for listening i also want to thank as we do every week sludgecast we want to thank the good beer bed movie night podcast and live and in living color with wolfie d they're all part of the family now that is the give me back my podcast network. Yep. Uh, listen to those podcasts. If you don't, we will next to Ken you. Uh, thanks to Mountain Empire Comics in Johnson City and Bristol, Tennessee. Not as rural as the rural locations in next of kin. <laughs> we want to say hello. To our friends at poster smash i can't wait to see what the next Akin ken poster will be for this so that'll be pretty good probably yeah i think i really uh,
1: need something james you're gonna have to get on that yeah you may have
0: to do something on that one check us out on facebook our facebook groups they give me back my action movie group they give me back my horror movie group they give me back my network group get on there check out good beer bad movie nights wolfie d's check out uh monster movie uh stop down yeah and Get on all those. Check us out on Instagram. Charlie runs that, and of course, you can email us at gmbmampod at gmail dot com. Yes, Charlie, you, you got any? You got anything? I was trying to think. You got to say
1: what you're thankful for, and I was wondering yeah, what yours, I was. I, I guess I'm. If I have to do it unprepared, I'm. I'm thankful I get to talk about something I'm passionate about, and I am passionate about action movies. Movies in general that I enjoy, and I get to do it with my best friend and Nate.
0: (laughs) That's the Nate drop now. (laughs) That's how the Nate drop. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um. Thankful for Nate, we get to do the horror show. Thankful for. Yeah, he's all right. Our friends we've made in the podcast network, I'm thankful for our followers, our listeners, and I'm just going to echo what Dan said. Anytime we get feedback from you guys, it's just fuel for the soul. It makes us feel like we're not talking into the void when someone... uh, Matter of fact, somebody just shared today that uh, they wanted to watch Free Jack again after we talked about it yeah. and as they watched it they figured out that all of the yells and a couple of the gunfires all start with the james brown Haw, ha and he played me a couple of clips and i'm like holy shit he's right <laughs> it's like wow i feel good without the feel good part so if someone got shot oh! <laughs>
0: it's pretty good actually yeah i was
1: like yeah so i'm gonna have to figure out a way to get that into the group so we can share that to everybody um also uh my episode with uh the jacked up review show with cameron uh the linda hamilton is live and in a few days maybe a week hopefully after you've heard this both of my episodes will be up and going i did another episode about his name. Luke Besson there it is Luke Besson the guy that did fifth element so go check out Cameron's show the jacked up movie review show he's in the group he's super active in it
0: I I did an episode on that show
1: you did and Cameron Cameron records things way way ahead of time like I recorded these in the spring and they're coming out now and it's it's his process he puts out a lot of content bravo dude I couldn't keep up with what he does he sent no. me next year's schedule, and I'm like, "Give me a day or two to look through this. So yeah, I can pick that's, which yeah, ones that's I want to do."
0: I told him, "Yeah, yeah, like, dude, I don't know." Yeah.
1: But go check out Cameron's stuff. He is the you know he is part of the group as well. He, we include him and in everything. So thank you all, and hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving. Eats
0: lots of food, everyone. From our family to yours, remember you can have everything you want at Alice's restaurant except Alice. Charlie, you got anything? I'll be back. I knew you'd say that.